Smashing Security 001, One Cup, Two Hotel Guests, and here are your hosts, Carol Terrio, Vanya Schweitzer and Graham Cooley. And, well, exciting time. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Carry on. It's, it's really, it's riveting. <laughs> it's riveting. I, I, I sense you have a goal and you're going there with purpose and uh, we are there. We're waiting with bated breath. Yes, please, please do continue. Carry on, shall I? Yeah. The date is significant because it is, I haven't got my glasses on, 22nd of December. And this is not just because it's a National Army of Yugoslavia day here in former Yugoslav countries. The national... Well, it's the, it's the People Liberation Army equivalent of former country of Yugoslavia. Today is the 22nd of December. So a little bit of trivia for you. It was the day where they held all these uh, parades, army parades. And I think it might have been a day off as well. I'm not sure. I don't remember correctly. Fun, fun, fun. What was, so, Christm- what, what was Christmas like in the old days, Vanya? Was... was it, it it was great. There was no Christmas. Yeah. Didn't have yeah, that to worry it was, about. It was pretty, pretty cool. No, only only the people who are really subversive who could celebrate Christmas. Two so, minutes in and we talk <laughs> politics. Great. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, had, you had so-called on the uh, New Year's Eve, that was also called the Day of Children's Happiness or Joy. And yeah. this is where a lot of children would actually get uh, presents from Santa. Forget about happiness for the children the other 364 days of the year. No, that's, that was the only day. Yeah. It's the only one that's worth it. Yeah. But, but Christmas is just around the corner for you. Two Anna. days away. Is it two days? Two days. And uh, something. Yeah. Oh, no, three oh, days. Depending three on your days. time, Three days. <laughs> <laughs> three days. <laughs> when, when I say two. <laughs> what I really meant was to say um, Two sleeps. 20, two sleeps? Is yeah, it two well, sleeps? Mine, mine mm-hmm. starts on the 24th because I'm going off to the in-laws, you see. So uh, that to me is like the big D-Day. That's D-Day. So your in-laws, are they technical? Are they nerdy? Do, um, will they no. be dreaming of uh, a, a laptop Christmas? Um, no, they, they are very, you know, they know their way around. But I think um, there's always a few questions when we go down there as to how we can help them with any device, connectivity, security, the same as everybody. Anyone in our position will have this, right? Because that's what I had yesterday. I was at my in-laws yesterday, and um, my father-in-law has just bought himself a new laptop. Um, he went to those nice people in PC World who made a recommendation to him, and he, <laughs> he, he bought that. That was very nice. Yeah. And uh, he, he's very pleased with it. And uh, obviously, he wants me to get it up and running. And so it was my job to install the browser that he prefers and to set up his bookmarks because, you know, he has bookmarks on one computer, doesn't have bookmarks on the other. And how do I get here? And how do I open Word? And, and he, he, he's a little bit unusual in his requirements because he's, he's obsessed with icons on the desktop and how the icons on the desktop uh, take Are up. organized. Well, they take up too much memory, Vanya. I see. If you have too many icons on the desktop, that's eating up all the memory. 
So all of those have to be deleted. And um, But during the process of this, uh, I said, well, what's your – he's on Gmail, right? And I said, what's your Gmail password? And I'll set you up so you can access your email. Oh, I don't know my Gmail password, he says. Mm-hmm. Because he's permanently – perma- mm-hmm. yeah, he's permanently mm-hmm. logged in upstairs. And so I had to go through the process of saying, we've forgotten our Gmail password in order to get them to remind us. And, and Google – Quite um, an elaborate process. It was a little bit, yeah, yeah, um, because it wanted to phone us up yep. uh, and leave us a message or text us or something. And, of course, the number which it, it had for him was from, like, three houses ago. And so that didn't work. Anyway, we got, and the same, then the same rigmarole with uh, PayPal as well and all of those other sites. <clears throat> and he he told me, oh, I, the other day, Graham, I got an email from Amazon telling me that I have to – change my password it's been compromised and so i changed my password and i'm going like what have you done and i'm assuming i I assumed it was a phishing message because that would be par for the course um so i went back through his email and it turned out it was actually a legitimate email from amazon it hadn't been that he'd requested a password reset but instead amazon had obviously scooped up one of these big mega breaches and found that he used the same password because he uses the same password for everything. Right? Okay, how unusual do you think that is? Really, really. I don't think it's unusual at all. I think I, it's pretty. I think it's, it's common. Probably the norm, isn't it? Really, if if we were to count everyone who uses computers, because and and even if you don't use the same password for everything, maybe. You have a password like, I don't know, Fred or something, but then you make it Fred Amazon, Fred LinkedIn, Fred PayPal. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, uh, hey, don't, don't, don't tell them my scheme. <laughs> but, you know, it's... it's yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know why? A, if you don't know about digital password safes and everyone tells you don't write them down, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. You're either going to come up with your own little algorithm or you're going to use one of a handful or one password across all of them. You, you know what? I, I, I'm going <laughs> to... Maybe this is wrong for me to say, but I kind of think maybe it's not so bad writing them down for some people. I just wrote a blog recently saying exactly that, saying, you know, if if a person, because not everyone is au fait or can really grapple with the idea of online digital safes. I have tried with some people, and I'm not going to name them, (laughs) but, you know, they really just, it's a difficult concept to understand. And I just think, okay. Get it, get in a hard copy book, put it into your household safe. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because normally my argument against that is if you're in a shared house or if your partner's, you know, a bit jealous or whatever or something like that. But then I thought, well, hang on. My father-in-law has been married to my mother-in-law for 47 years. They're probably going to stay together. She probably knows every bit of dirt about him already. Uh, They share bank accounts. They can share passwords. Right. Surely. So, may, so, so maybe the only danger <laughs> or the only danger of writing it down is if there's a fire or if there's a burglary or something like that. And, and maybe it's not so bad. And <clears throat> having said all that. Well, that's why you have to have your offsite backups, too. Right. Yeah. Well, ideally yeah, photocopies, which you send to the son-in-law. What I ended up doing, though, was um, because, of course, they're, they're of a certain vintage. Right. And they are getting very forgetful. And, you know, it's understandable. And now we're adding all this complexity of you have to have different passwords. So 
I, I use one password, but there's a um, there's a one password family option or one password teams or something like that, which means that we can kind of manage their password manager for them. And if they can't remember how to get into their password manager, I can actually now see my father-in-law's passwords and I'll set this up for my mother-in-law next time I'm there as well so that we can kind of secure them. And if we need to, I mean, if they become invalided or something like that in the future, we can access their systems and, and, and look after them a bit. So that, that's actually what I ended up setting up. So, so sorry, just, just, like I just, sorry, I just need to clarify something. So yeah. you're worried about couples not wanting to share passwords between each other, but you have now got full access to your parent-in-law's <laughs> entire digital storage. Well, that's because he's an expert. But is he trustworthy? By millions of people. <laughs> me? Yeah. Look at him. Of course I'm trustworthy. Look at hey, me. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Cash I'm trustworthy. Is that Joe Pesci? Million followers on Twitter trust him. Uh, yeah, Do well, they? No, no. I think they just, uh, it's not a million anyway, but I, I mean, it's, uh, it's just. I don't derision. think following, yeah, it's certainly not with my, you know, yeah. Following does not equate trust, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I follow Donald Trump, right? It's <laughs> kind of perverse entertainment. And you fully, fully trust him, of course. Well, I, I, I do trust him, actually. I, tr- I trust him to do certain things with great reliability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do, have you also considered, now that you have control over their passwords, installing something like TeamViewer? Because like many people here in Croatia, even like, they have like small businesses or homes, yeah. and they use TeamViewer and, and they oh. connect the machines to help them, let's say. Obviously, opening uh, another... Potential security. Well, well. like some scammer hasn't already (laughs) installed TeamViewer on his previous laptop, which is (laughs) that's why he's had to. um, Oh, that's what happened. Oh, cool. (laughs) Well, no, that has happened. Was it the Microsoft support calling? That that has happened in the past with him. Um, Well, it it was really funny actually because he got. He's a very trusting guy. I mean, it's fantastic. You know that there were Mm. these innocent times where he just trusted people, and he comes from this different age. And someone called him up and said, hello, it's Microsoft here. You've got a virus. And he didn't think, let's speak to my son-in-law who works in the antivirus industry and knows virus experts like Carol and Vanya. Um, he doesn't think like that. He thinks, oh, this is fantastic. Yes, please help me with my problem. But the problem was he was keeping his computer in his shed, in his cabin, as he likes to call it, down the bottom of the garden. And he couldn't find the key to that cabin for about 45 minutes. So this poor scammer. <laughs> Must have thought it was a wind-up <laughs> because he was looking everywhere. Oh, just hold on a minute. And But he genuinely was looking for the key. And then he got too tired. Just as they were about to install the remote access program, uh, he was like, oh, could you call back tomorrow? He says, I really need to have a lie down now. And so um, <laughs> so there you go. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good way to protect yourself. Good story. So how much of this kind of thing happens for you guys at Christmas? Do you get lumbered with stuff like that? Um, well, I'm lucky in that uh, my brothers are also pretty tech savvy. So we get to split the, we share the load, so to speak. Right. And uh, sort out different family members on different devices. But yeah, of course we do it. Of course. Because it, is it the case to run away from those things as much as possible? Because it's, <laughs> often is it like a ransomware problem where, hey, all my files are gone. But you are an expert, right? You'll you'll help me retrieve them back, and I go. Yeah. Okay, but the problem with that, though, right? It's a bit like my dad. When we were, my dad's a doctor, right? A medical doctor. So we would be out at, like, say, 
I don't know, having dinner somewhere and someone would like start choking or something. And he would basically go, shh, shut up. <laughs> Don't say a word. Because all those kids would be like, hey, dad, dad could be a hero, right? Dad, you know, go start that out. You know, so, so yeah, Vanya, I think you should step up to the plate. Do you think? Crow, crow. No, no, I always help, but I, but I immediately start sweating because they expect you to solve <laughs> the problem in like, five minutes and you go wait wait a second where is the where is the escape key or whatever um, Kroll, have you ever considered that maybe your dad wasn't a doctor and actually he's been lying to you all this time he's actually an insurance salesman or something like that and then when you get yourself into that situation of someone needing the heimlich maneuver he's hoping he went well he went to extraordinary lengths uh, to convince me that he was a doctor as i did work in his office for about two years <laughs> as a kid so uh, yeah so I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm That's pretty the sure. way these lies escalate. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you've got to fake these things, right? I'm just my own experience. Uh, so, Vanya, you're avoiding all of these kind of problems. I'm probably going to get quite lumbered with them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, but obviously, it's an opportunity for all of us in tech to sort of advise and maybe give some advice for the next year as to how people can oh, avoid I wish these we had some swelling, future. some swelling movement, moving music behind that. As we started talking now, uh, I'll, I'll hum. Yeah. Uh, keep talking, talking about how the industry should come together. And <laughs> I have or, a dream. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe, maybe those of us in the industry know how painful it is to clean up after a mess has occurred. Okay, I've had that joy after it's all yeah. kind of blown up and yeah. an identity has been stolen and you have to kind of try and claw back everything you can. That is so painful. So maybe it's worthwhile helping at Christmas so that you can, you yourself don't have to deal with this later. This horrible, my account's been emptied. My password's. Right. Which is why, you know, one of the things that I'll be setting up for my parents-in-law, um, if they'll let me, is like a, uh, an online backup service. So their soft, their, their computers are, you know, every day or whatever, they'll be backing up whatever's changed on the computers, which won't be very much, to be honest. Exactly. You know, yeah. uh, and um, and would mean if they get hit by ransomware, we have a way of recovering. It may take a day or two to recover, depending on how much has been encrypted. But there's a, there's a way of restoring after those sort of incidents. So just just playing the kind of devil's advocate, I don't know, how long how long the, are those backups stored for? And because thinking about like ransomware that's today obviously it shows up and encrypts all of your files and you immediately know you're screwed but yeah. what if something and i think people talked about it in the past like just like slightly corrupts the data yeah like, and, data and kind of, you, 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 yeah exactly you start you start seeing changes but not anything significant and basically everything is replicated to the cloud at some point you may lose the, the backup that's healthy and you know, you're, you're screwed. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that it hasn't happened already, something like that. Well, uh, um, the, there are not enough people using those cloud well, services. You know what? Probably. It used to. Isn't that what used to happen with all macro viruses? If you couldn't detect them, they would just sit there corrupting a document over and over again. So you're saved versions for months on end and you wouldn't have an actual, you know, a, a virgin copy without corruption. Yeah, some, some did and some did it in a very subtle way. For instance, there were Excel macro viruses, which would take one number yeah. from here and another one here. Yeah. And just, just move them around. God, what a and, nightmare to clean that up. Well, you, you, the, the only way is if you go back far enough in your backups. Yeah. But then yeah. how do you know 
which back in that sort of situation is the right one. How, how do you know which one, which one's, which one's safe and which one isn't? Um, I think the online backup service I use, I, I guess I should know. I think it just keeps backups forever. I mean, hard disk space is fairly cheap. Um, mm. Whereas, so so what I do is uh, I back up um, to a local drive uh, here, here in my office. I call it an office. Um, and that happens at like two o'clock every morning, right? I just back up the entire drive, make it bootable so I can recover from that if I want to. But also constantly I have this thing backing up into the cloud as well, which is indefinite. It will take longer for me to recover that data, obviously, if I wanted to download everything. But I think it, I think I can go back as far as I like with that. You see, I have a problem with, with this online backups a bit, even like with online drives and things like Dropbox <clears> as well, is that actually if your internet connection is good, it's not good enough. Like in Croatia on ADSL is not great still. Mm. Um, so what, what I get is like 500 kilobyte uploads, you know, yeah. to, to, to upload something like hundreds of gigabytes, and it takes forever. Yeah. So mm. it's, not, it's not ready for all the kind of developing countries, let's say. No. No. Or, or in fact, New York. I don't know if everyone's ever used Wi-Fi in New York, but wow, you know, it's not always fast. Fun, fun. No, I, fast. and if you, if you're on like free Wi-Fi, or if you're if you're in a hotel, sometimes it is diabolical, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, such a pain. I mean, it's got to the point now where I, I'm sort of carrying around a 4G device, not for when I'm on the train, but just so I can have a reliable internet connection when I'm actually at the hotel, which is meant to have decent Wi-Fi. Okay, and, it's go, good secu- and it's good security as yes. well, Graham. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Sorry, I, yeah. I have an off-piste rant here. I have an off-piste rant about hotels because I've just come back from one. So why is it okay for them to give you free coffee and paraphernalia but charge you for water? Um, that is a bit weird. And as a non-tea, non-coffee drinker, Someone who likes yeah. water, you're quite right. Yeah, they give you, and they even tempt you sometimes, don't they? They get, they have a little bottle there. Go, yeah, yeah. drink yeah, yeah. me three pound fifty. You're lucky three pound fifty. Don't you just usually go and drink tap water, like in any normal country? That should be reasonably safe. I okay, I get it, but you know, fridge water is very nice, right? Yes. You know, it's nice yep. cold fridge temperature water. Yeah. They don't even leave you. You know, like how do you? You know, and then are those cups clean? I do have a friend who's often questioned where are the cups <laughs> in the room. I've what never thought about clean? it. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? <laughs> what sort of thing are you imagining, girl? Is going on in these cups? Well, what my friend <laughs> one cup, me, two hotel guests. One they, friend. <laughs> <laughs> they never seem to have cups on the trolleys. So do they just wash the cups up in this in the in the bathroom sink? And what do they use as a cleaner? Hmm. Anyway, there you are. Yeah. But anyway, Wi-Fi in hotels, most often pretty bad. So I guess the other side of Christmas, of course, and, you know, the real reason for Christmas, let's face it, is presents. And I'm so Western. I'm. (laughs) Have you bought bought your wife presents? Well, she sent me an SMS with a list of things that she (laughs) quite like. I've bought none. I've bought none. Really? Nothing. My husband, nothing. <laughs> I just, I, 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 it's bizarre, isn't it? The older I get, the more I just want socks. And it's, it's, 
inversely proportional to your age. When I was a teenager, I would have hated socks. I recently read like an, two completely opposite articles on whether you should buy people something that they want or something that they need. In one article said, definitely buy what they want. And the other one, no, 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 just go with something that's actually useful to them. So we're always looking for novelties. We're always trying to find something that, that you know, they're going to go, oh, it's so nice. Uh, but mm. um, no, whether it's... So, what, so, so John should come home with, you know, with a, a box of female hygiene products? Exactly. <laughs> Here you are, <laughs> darling. <laughs> what? <laughs> My goodness. Um, so I'm wondering, I, this, this Christmas is obviously, there's going to be lots of internet-enabled gifts being sold, right? Um, yes. They're everywhere now. It's not just drones, although drones are sort of, you know, you've seen them in the high street. I, I have one that I would really like. Really? And it's, it's a smart basketball <laughs> that measures how well you're actually playing. It's a proper basketball, and it measures, like, the distance, how well you've, uh, you're percentage of of scoring like all this sort of stuff it's it's, it's pretty cool so does it do, uh, it doesn't have a screen i imagine because it's a basketball but it has something it, in it which it communicates via bluetooth with, yes with bluetooth and on your phone you have an app and then you connect all and you have all the data and it's wow. the only thing that i don't know is when you play the actual game like how do you know who's playing that i don't think they've managed to solve that one yet if, if they combined it with touch id or something similar. Yep, yep, yep. We'll do some biometrics on, of the style of something. your basketball playing, and they'd be able to identify who you are. A fingerprint reader. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the NSA hack it, because you can't trust basketball players. Obviously, obviously. Someone told me the other day that the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> weren't a real basketball team. Which shattered a lot. No. Shattered a lot of my dreams. Is that not How the could case? Say something like that, Graham. Apparently, it's all a stage act. Uh, that I don't think people. Yeah, things like they were just a bit of a, or shall we? You know, they were the best players in the world. So, let, assuming okay. So, I don't know how much the smart basketball is, but. If a family member was given an Internet of Things style device, I don't know, something which connected like a an e-kettle or um, one of those sort of gadgets, what, what would be your advice to them or what would be your concerns? Tell them to send it back. <laughs> yeah? Who needs an e-kettle? Who needs an e-kettle? But don't you think what, what, what about a, like a kitchen scale that they can actually tell you, like multiply the amounts of things when you make a cake? So I want to make a cake for four, this much how you, you kind of immediately take the kind of uh, uh, recipe from the internet and it takes all the measures and then actually converts them to the amounts that you actually need. So that could be useful, but it still connects to the internet. There's still a CPU inside. So um, do you really need that kind of thing or not? That's a big question still. Because our concern is if there's a computer inside it, it can be exploited. And we've seen attacks which have taken over like baby cameras and routers and CCTV and all all, all kinds of other devices online where the computer gets hijacked and then you launch a denial of service attack or in some cases they've even cracked Wi-Fi passwords and things like that, haven't they? Yeah. And we saw even with things which appeared harmless, like uh, those VTech educational toys. Right, right, right. That was awful. Yeah. Where there was a camera there and 
you could grab information about the children, take pictures, and it's just yeah. like that. Even if it wasn't being actively exploited, and I don't think in that case it was, I think someone mm. just found the vulnerability. It's mm. still alarming that those kind of vulnerabilities exist. But hey, well, I don't you know, know. Do you not think it's a balancing act between how convenient and available something is? There's a, you know, there's a, you know, so depending on how easy it is to access, presumably you want to make, make it be more secure in how you protect it using a proper password, trying to encrypt where possible, use two factor authentication if applies. If that's but possible at all, if those devices exactly. are kind of powerful enough to have those controls, like lots of them would just have like one hard coded password for some. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, many of them yeah. can't even change the password, right? You have yeah. to hack it in order to do that. And that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I say until, until there's, you know, if you connect to the internet, you're basically, you know, you want to have, you want to make sure that you really need that thing and you understand how to protect it. All right. But you're the one who is telling me, why am I going on about password managers when we should just write them down in a book? How are you going to convince people who already have, ev- if you could see my room, it is just full of tat right now, right? You have everything you, can, you could. Can. By the way, I don't know. Oh, if it's, it's the camera. The camera. <laughs> anyway, but the thing is that we, we already have everything we could ever need in our lives. And so we're constantly looking for some new gadget or something cool, which, you know, has some feature that we can show off to our pals. Uh, and the internet is the easy thing for them to put in, and the manufacturers aren't going to make these things secure, are they? I, I just have no confidence that it, it's going to get better before it gets much, much worse. Well, you know what? Thanks for ending this on a cheery tone two days before <laughs> Christmas. Bug. Sorry, three well, days. Bug. Are, are you saying that the IoT is actually internet of trash? Oh, yeah, or the internet of insecure oh. thing. Very, very good. Very, internet of threats, maybe. Of threats. Of the, oh, the threat. T can be... Yeah, that is TH, isn't it? It sounds a bit like fur. The I-O of fur. Yeah, it doesn't work as well. Whatever. Well, look, guys, I hope you have a good Christmas, you chaps. And um, Vanya, I hope you get that. I'll have a word with uh, Mrs. Vanya and see if she can get you that smart basketball. Sooner or later, we all have one. Yeah, it's it's going to happen, isn't it? I, I've got my eye on a very high tech chessboard, which uh, yeah, I'll I'll send you a link privately and you can check it out and see what you think. But it's just ridiculous. In fact, it's so ridiculously expensive. I said to my wife, wait, wait till a big birthday, rather than now. I'll just stay with socks for now. And Carol, what, Carol, what are you hoping for? Honestly, nothing. I think just bottles, nice bottle of scotch. I, I feel like I'm inundated <laughs> with stuff. Sense. I just that want things sense. that can actually can actually be imbibed or yep. uh, ingested. Yep. That's you. That's yeah. you. We got it. We got the picture. We got yeah. it. All Good. right. Well, I think uh, it's been fun chatting to you guys as ever. Um, maybe we'll tune in again next week. If uh, people enjoy this, leave a comment. If you've got a question you'd like to ask us about computer security or just wanted to be in on the conversation or disagreed violently with what we said, do send us a tweet or leave a comment. Our Twitter account is Smashing Security. Smashing without a G, because Twitter can't handle that many characters in a username. Crazy, I know. Smashing Security. But until next time, cheerio, and thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Smashing. <laughs>